0: Good evening and welcome to the Mecca Sports Talk. I'm your host, Keith Dewar, and this special Thursday night podcast right before the Giants face Washington tonight at around 8.15 or so. And I'll give you my pick uh, in a little bit against the spread, of course, because I don't do this straight-up nonsense uh, for, this, for the podcast, at least. But with that being said, the Giants on Sunday looked like a total disaster, And like the song said in a New York Minute, everything can change. Well, right now, if you're a Giants fan, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed with this team whatsoever. It's the same old crap with this team. You know, I've I've been watching the Giants since the mid-80s. And the Giants have had some crap quarterbacks over the years. I mean, you had Phil Simms, you had Eli who are obviously borderline Hall of Fame or very good quarterback, etc. But, you know, they've had Dave Brown, they've had Jesse Palmer. I mean, they've had a bunch of stiffs come in, leave, on to the next. The Giants drafted Daniel Jones to be their franchise quarterback. And the only way that you can have a, a quarterback get to the next level is to have an offensive line to protect him, and also to have weapons around him that he could throw the ball to and hand the ball off to, etc. Now, it's crystal clear that Saquon Barkley is not 100%. He was a decoy last week. He's going to be a decoy tonight. He may not even get as many plays tonight as he got last week, which I believe he played 29 snaps, and you know, right now, the Giants have a lot of problems. You know, Galladay was supposed to be their number one wide receiver. I think he got six targets last week, which was way behind Shepard, who had a good game. But Evan Ingram's missing another game tonight. What else is new? At this point, get rid of him too, because he's like, he's fragile as glass. And never mind the fact he's got hands of stone also. He can't hold onto the football. Kind of like our quarterback. So if you're a Giants fan right now, what is there to look forward to? You're going to probably lose tonight to Washington with a third, with a second or third string quarterback on their side of the field in Heineke. Next week you play the Falcons. Yeah, the Falcons looked horrible against Philadelphia the other day. That was a one-sided matchup. Atlanta looked, you know, pretty bad, like the Giants. So somebody's going to have to win that game in Week 3 at uh, MetLife. But having said that, If you look at the Giants right now, do you see seven wins in their future? Because I sure as hell don't. I mean, we might have the worst quarterback in the division right now. I mean, you know, Heineke, whatever. He has barely any games under his belt, so to speak. But right now, going into tonight's game, are you more confident in him? Or are you more confident in Daniel Jones? Because right now, from the Giants' standpoint, they got... No offensive line. They can't get enough pressure on the quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater managed that game to a T last week against the Giants at MedLife. Loud crowd. A lot of noise. 70,000 fans screaming. That didn't phase Bridgewater at all. Now we're going to see tonight what happens with Jones on the road in his first... Game with a crowd yelling at him to screw up in the last two seasons. So, if you're a Giants fan right now, do we got a lot? Do you have a lot to look forward to? The answer is no. The answer is no. I want to see Jones go out there tonight and throw for 350 yards, rush for like 60 yards, three touchdowns, and the Giants win going away. Is that going to happen? I don't think so. I definitely don't think so. I think what we're looking at is a giant loss tonight to Washington. I don't expect it to be a high-scoring game, but I'll get to a little more of that in a second. But I'm very disappointed in this team. We haven't, they haven't had a winning record in, in five years at any point of the season. Just think of that. Any point of the season, they have not had a winning record in five years. Every other team has had a winning record, at least in some part part of the season, in the last five seasons. The only team not to are the New York football Giants. Explain that one for me. And explain why we still have this GM, Gettleman. Why do we still have him running the ship? The ship sank a long time ago with this team. Quite frankly, it started to sink you know, after the, after the Giants' fourth Super Bowl. And then it really sank when we, we hired McAdoo. And then we hired Shermer as head coaches. And both of them were a disaster. I know the Giants made the playoffs one year under McAdoo, but that playoff game in Green Bay was another disaster. But from the standpoint of mediocrity... Open up the dictionary, you're going to find a picture of the Giants logo on there right now. Plain and simple. This team is the microcosm of mediocrity right now. And something needs to change drastically. And it better change soon. Because if Jones doesn't fulfill where he, picked, where he was picked in the draft a couple of years ago, then he's gone after this year. And I don't care who, who's on that offensive line. You could bring in three, four Hall of Famers at this point and play offensive line. Because the thing is, is he going to even deliver? I don't think so. I saw one week of Zach Wilson, and I'm more impressed by him. I know the Jets lost the other day to Carolina, and of course they had to lose to Sam Darnold. But in the second half of that game, Wilson made the throws. He was running for his life in the first half. I get it. He took a lot of big hits from the Carolina front four. But he showed you something. He showed you that there's at least some upside, at least from what I saw. Now, he could lay an egg this week against New England. That's perfectly conceivable. Is he going to do that? We'll wait and see. I might might go with the Jets on Sunday. Got to take a look at it a little bit more. I don't know what the spread is. I haven't even looked at the spread yet, but but I did like what I saw out of Wilson, and it's a it's going to be a uh, and it's a rookie matchup. Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. So Belichick going against a rookie quarterback. Odds are, you know, you would figure New, New England had a winnable game on Sunday against Miami. But a late fumble uh, cost them the game. But uh, they, you know, the quarterback looked good. Jones looked good. So, but not our Jones at Medlife Stadium. That's for damn sure. Now, the couple of teams I was very impressed with um, last Sunday Philadelphia, I mean, 32 to 6 over Atlanta. Jalen Hurts was very impressive that game. Very, very impressive. And right now, if you're an Eagles fan, you've got to be very excited. I know it's only one game, and yeah, it was Atlanta, and Atlanta's not going to be that great this year. You know, maybe they pick it up later in the year, but you know, Philly definitely caught Atlanta at a, at a good time of the season, first game. So as of right now, I'm, I would be excited as an Eagles fan. Philadelphia uh, has something to look forward to. Now if they could just get their act together and, and stay healthy because they've had a propensity to have a lot of injuries the last couple of years, which has cost them, especially after that Super Bowl run that they had a couple of years ago. Um, but right now, they got a good test this coming Sunday against San Francisco. San Francisco coming all the way east, that's going to be a challenge. So I expect that'll be a very close game, but um, we'll see how that goes. Another team that was very impressive was Arizona. Arizona coming east to play Tennessee. Uh, You know, one of my other pools, I picked Tennessee, and Tennessee just got absolutely romped by Kylo Murray and company. I mean, 38-13. I don't think anybody saw that coming, to be honest. You know, when you talk about Arizona historically has not been a good team on the road traveling to the east. And, I mean, they just annihilated Tennessee. They made uh, Derrick Henry look like an afterthought. I mean, obviously you get down big, you're going to have to pass the football. But Arizona was a, quite a surprise uh, Sunday against Tennessee. And another would have been, um, I got to say, Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean, I fully did not expect them to go into Buffalo, and I don't think many people did, expected Pittsburgh to go into Buffalo and defeat the Bills with uh, Josh Allen and company. Uh, you know, they found a way to win. They were down 10 nothing. They battled back. They got a block punt, returned it for a touchdown. So you got to be, you know, they're always going to be right there, Pittsburgh. They're not going to be elite, obviously. They're not an elite team. They're going to hang in there, though, because they got a really good head coach in Tomlin. And, you know, when you you slice it and dice it right now, yeah, I mean, Cleveland or Baltimore is probably the favorite in the division. Pittsburgh's going to hang in there, though. They'll try maybe to sneak in as a 6 or 7 seed in the AFC. I don't know if that's going to happen, but, you know, again, I mean, these are, you could call overreactions, underreactions, whatever you want to call it at this point. I am not overreacting about the Giants. To me, I'm not. And right now, if you're a Giant fan, again, as I said, you you are you're shaking in your boots because, I mean, you know, seven wins just seems like climbing Mount Everest right now. If you're a Giants fan, are they really going to go seven and ten? I I don't see it happening. They got a lot of issues. The Giants. That offensive line. You know, it's a big problem it's a big big problem and again the defense God forbid on third down <clears throat> you can rush the quarterback and get a sack or at the very least force the quarterback into making a bad throw forcing a turnover causing a fumble any of these type of things it's like they just they just never seem to do this they never seem to do it and all we do all the Giants do is turn the ball over time after time after time again and do you really have confidence in them tonight against the Washington front four the way they had the way they are? No way. I don't see it happening. Right now, you look at this game tonight, Giants are getting three and a half in Washington. And quite frankly, yeah, I mean I don't think it's gonna be a blowout because you're not talking about that you have uh an all-pro quarterback in Washington with Heineke. But just remember, Heineke had a great game against Tampa Bay in the playoffs last year and almost pulled off a great upset. But right now, when you look at this game tonight, the defense, the defenses are the, uh, the story. Right now, you got to have supreme confidence in Washington's Defense going up against Jones and a, a fragile offensive line. So there's not really much else to say. I mean I'm gonna give the edge to Washington tonight. I'm gonna go with twenty-three uh twenty-three seventeen. The Giants might get a you know, a break here, a break there. Maybe they get a short field, a turnover by Heineke. Gives him a quick, uh, a short field. They're not going to score a ton of points, though, the Giants. I mean, neither is Washington. But when you talk about Barkley's going to be limited, is he going to play above 29 plays, uh, snaps tonight? I don't think so. Probably not. When you're talking about a four-day turnaround, the guy is back too soon. It's clear as, clear as day he's back too soon. So I don't think the Giants, you know, are doing the right thing with him. I think they they should honestly sit him tonight. Give him 10, 11 days off to rest. Get get himself acclimated and get himself a little healthier. Going into next week's game against Atlanta. That's what, that's what I would do. But, you know, they're desperate for a win, the Giants. And they have to win. This team has to win. They got to win tonight's game. But I don't see it happening. So I'm going with the Washington 23 to Giants 17... That'll be my first pick for week number two. Just recapping week number one, I went 5-1 last week with my only loss, the Packers, who were demolished against New Orleans down in Jacksonville. What an embarrassment that was. I mean, Rodgers, two interceptions. Green Bay just looked totally lost offensively, and never mind the fact defensively, they let Jameis Winston just run wild on them. So, it's, uh, it, was a, it was quite a shock to see that. So, you know, again though, overreaction, underreaction, I mean, what do you call it exactly? You know, is Green Bay going to lose to Detroit on Monday Night Football this coming week? I doubt it. If they do, they're in a whole heap of trouble. And Detroit actually showed some fire. I mean, they were down huge against San Francisco and actually made it uh, interesting at the, at the end. Almost covered. Also, they lost by eight. The spread was seven and a half, so they almost covered. But, uh, but Green Bay, yeah. I, I, if they if they were to lose this week to Detroit, you better sound the sirens in Green Bay, because already, it, you know, it appears that this is Aaron Rodgers' swan song in Green Bay. And quite honestly, at this point, I mean. You could foresee the Giants go after Rodgers somehow if Jones doesn't work out this year. Of course, it doesn't matter if you got Rodgers, you got Brady, you got Montana, you got uh, Johnny Unitas. It doesn't matter who you could put back there at quarterback. If you don't have an offensive line to protect them, it don't matter. You could put Barkley in the backfield. You could put Walter Payton in the backfield. You could put Jim Brown in the backfield. It doesn't matter. Emmett Smith in the backfield. You need protection. You need protection. You need to protect your quarterback at all costs. So this is why I, I just I don't understand. You know, and it's like, yeah, Keith. You know, you're being too harsh on Daniel Jones. I'm gonna be as harsh as I want to be on him because he doesn't hold on to the football. That's your number one responsibility as a quarterback. Hold on to the football. Don't turn it over. Don't make dumb throws. If you're gonna run for a first down, don't. Hold it with two hands and make sure that a defender doesn't knock it out. But this guy, now for this the third season, all he does is fumble. And fumble. And fumble some more. So, it's very frustrating. But, we'll see what happens in a little bit. Giants of, uh, and I believe it's going to rain in D.C. because uh, you know we're we're expecting rain here in the Big Apple. I believe later tonight, so I think it's going to be some inclement weather in Washington. That's not going to change much of anything. I mean, and and if that forces the Giants to run the ball more, yeah, good luck because you don't have Barkley playing fifty, sixty plays. So, don't have much confidence. In whoever they put back there. Not 100%. Barkley... And whatever other crapola you want to throw in the backfield. There's plenty of that to go around in this team. Now... One other thing also... Baseball is uh, ramping up. We got about two and a half weeks left in the season. And right now... If you're a Yankee fan and a Mets fan, you know, the teams seem to be going in different directions, but not the directions that you would have expected. Because, quite frankly, you know, the Yankees won 13 in a row. They then lost seven in a row. They had a stretch they couldn't beat Baltimore. They couldn't beat the Angels. They couldn't beat Jamaica High School. They couldn't beat anybody. But now, you know, they've gotten their act together. They're playing the Orioles right now. It's 2-1 to one in the bottom of the sixth. But they got to win this game tonight because right now you've got Toronto, who doesn't want to lose. You've got the Red Sox, who don't want to lose all that much. And it's going to come down to the last week of the season because you have the the, the Yankees play the Red Sox at Fenway. They play the Blue Jays. I believe in Toronto they play them. And they have Tampa the last weekend of the season. So those last nine, ten games, that's going to decide the Yankees season, whether they go to the playoffs or whether they go home. And obviously, if they go home, it would be a colossal disappointment for this team. No No ifs, ands, or buts. I know the starting rotation has been a mess. You know, Cole had a bout with covid And he had a little nagging hamstring injury last week. He pitched better last night. He pitched all right. Although he had to throw 108 pitches to get through that. So he wasn't really economical by any stretch. But when you look at the Yankees right now, I mean, the rest of that rotation, I mean, who do you have confidence in? Tyon is hurt. Kluber just came back, and he looks terrible. Montgomery is feast of famine. You know, Nelson Cortez Jr., I mean, look, bottom line is, do I think the Yankees will get in the playoffs? I think they will sneak in in a one-game playoff against Toronto. I think Toronto winds up winning that game because the Yankees don't hit Ryu. Robbie Ray is basically your Cy Young award winner this year. If it's not him, it's going to be Garrett Cole. And as far as their third starter, I mean, even, even Manoa, you throw him in there, and he's been great. He has filthy stuff. He's pitched good against the Yankees twice already this year. And we're not even talking about Berrios. So right now, Toronto, to me, wins the wild card game, whether it's against the Yankees or, or Boston. I think it will be against the Yankees, though. And that'll end the Yankee season where if you look at them right now, they have so many questions, so many questions going into the offseason. But that'll be for a different day. But right now, I mean, again, pessimistic about the Giants, pessimistic about the Yankees, and another team you could be pessimistic about, the Mets. Mets are now 72-75. and Going into the year, or actually never mind going into the year, when you were a couple of weeks from the All-Star break, or from the trade deadline even. You look at this this team and saying, yeah, you know, they can uh, make a pretty decent run as long as they get DeGrom back. But they don't have DeGrom back. And right now, they just cannot get the big hit. They can't get a big hit in crunch time when, you know, all the cards are on the table, so to speak. I mean, I know Lindor the other night against the Yankees, against... uh, Chad Green who basically is a home run home run uh giver up machine 15 home runs he's given up now this year Chad Green you uh, you know I mean what has happened to him He looks horrific horrific just like most of the Yankee bullpen but the Mets uh, you know again clutch hits this and that they've been few and far between this year Not enough. Not enough of them. And quite frankly right now, I mean, look. Strowman has had a lot of bad luck this year. The Mets haven't scored any runs for him. Carrasco's back. You know, he's still getting into the swing of things. But unfortunately, the swing of things now is you're running out of time. You're five games back in the wild card behind St. Louis. Only saving graces now. St. Louis has to play Milwaukee. Uh... I know they have another tough series coming up. I forget against who, but they're right now in a, uh, you know, they're in a tail, they're in a tailspin. The Mets, a total tailspin. And would you have guessed this right before the trade deadline? No. You know, for all the people that wanted to criticize Baez for being, you know, a hot dog, and you know, and this and that, he loves to chirp, he loves to open his mouth. I mean, he's got over a 900 OPS since he came to Queens. I think you would, you'd be able to take that as a Met fan. But we all know what the problem is if you're a Met fan. It's the, co- it's the manager. You know, Rojas is a terrible manager. And I've watched my fair share of Met games this year. Just like I've watched my fair share of Yankee games. And I'm not the biggest fan of Boone either. I think the GM is the guy that needs to go in the Yankees. Before the manager. From the Mets standpoint, though, Rojas has got to go. And heck, if Detroit can go out and bring in A.J. Hinch and the Red Sox can go out and bring back Alex Cora, then the Mets can go out and bring in Carlos Beltran for 2022 and beyond. That's what they need to do at this point. I mean, you could talk about whoever they want to bring in for the front office, Billy Bean, Theo Epstein, whoever. But they need somebody to run the ship in the dugout. And Luis Rojas is clearly not that guy. He's not that guy. You've got to bring in somebody else. And as I said, you've got to bring in... I To me, you bring back, but you bring in Beltron. You know, all the nonsense that happened with Houston with the trash cans and this and that and blah, blah, blah... It's over and done with now. It's over and done with now. Houston's moved on. A.J. Hinch has moved on. Alex Cora has moved on. They're back in the dugouts, so why not Beltron? So I think that's what the Mets should do. I think you bring in Beltron, you give it a whirl, you see what happens. It's not like the Mets don't have talent; they have talent. They got a lot. They got some important decisions to make. I mean, do you bring back Strowman? They're gonna probably give Conforto a qualifying offer, which he will reject. But right now, I mean, you know, they, they I mean, you got Alonso, you got Lindor, and also too, do you bring Baez back? That's another big question. You got McCann signed for three more years, and I mean, quite honestly, that looks like a bad signing right now. McNeil has had a terrible season. Dom Smith, who had a great 2020 shortened season, he's been awful in 2021. Outside of a little bit of a stretch he had, a three, four-week stretch, he's been terrible. He's not even playing now. And, I mean, the bullpen. I, I, I get that, you know, Met fans don't like Diaz. He blows too many games and this and that. He's still your best option in the bullpen, whether you like it or not. Because familiar stinks. Trevor May has been up and down. Seth Lugo's been up and down. And, you know, quite frankly, I mean, he came off a pretty big injury. I think you'll see the best of him or better of him next year. But, you know, Tyler McGill, he's going to kind of, I guess, run out of some gas. He got rocked last night against St. Louis. So there's a lot of questions. There's clearly a lot of questions. They're not going to win the division. They're not going to win the wild card this year. And it's a disappointment because, you know, right before the trade deadline, this team looked for sure very likely to win the division. The Braves revamped. They brought in Duval. They brought in Peterson. They brought in Eddie Rosario. They brought in a whole slew of guys. To help their offense, which, you know, they were missing a pretty big chunk. And Freddie Freeman and, and, and Albies have been great, as usual. Swanson stepped it up this year for Atlanta, offensively. So the Braves are going to probably win the division. You know, they're, they're going to lose to Milwaukee, more than likely in the uh, divisional round. And look at those San Francisco Giants I wish the other Giants Were playing something even remotely close To what the San Fran Giants are playing like With a bunch of You know, who, who, who Who's this guy, who's that guy Lamont Wade Jr. And company Yeah, they got some of the old fogies there Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford Evan Longoria Buster Posey. They're winning this year, though, because of their pitching. Kevin Gossman, Di Scalfani, Logan Webb. A mix-and-match bullpen with four or five lefties coming in. They're going to be a tough out. And it's hard to believe. Because coming into the year, they were about a 1.5% chance to get in the postseason. And can you imagine the Dodgers, who might win... 102, 103 games. They they could still win the division, but if they don't win the division, either, I mean either them or San Francisco are going to win over 100 games and not win the division, which is hard to believe. I mean the only recollection I have with that. I mean you go back to 1993 when you had the Giants and and the Braves. Giants won a in three games. Braves won a in four games. Giants win home because you had no wild card at that time. But can you imagine if the Dodgers, let's say, for instance, the Dodgers end up as the wild card and they play, I don't know, We'll say they play Cincinnati or St. Louis. You know, St. Louis could throw out Adam Wainwright, who's been a top five Cy Young guy this year, if you could believe it, at 40 years old it's totally conceivable I mean it's a one game playoff anything can happen St. Louis can knock off the Dodgers Cincinnati can knock off the Dodgers any of these teams can knock off the Dodgers I mean San Diego's been a disappointment you know they've kind of been the National League version of the Yankees this year a lot of talent I know they had Tatis out for a while and, and this and that but a lot of talent and just not enough production And that's what the Yankees have done this year. Underproduced, underperformed. And they got a lot of questions in the offseason. And San Diego's going to have a lot of questions. What are they going to do? You know they got a GM that's itching to make moves. Moves, moves, and more moves. The Yankees, on the other hand, are a little bit strapped. Plus, going into the offseason, what are they going to do? Are they going to get rid of Cashman? Are they going to keep Cashman around? He's like family at this point, you know, to to the Steinbrenners. Is it really fair to get rid of him? I think it's warranted at this point. And obviously you want to make an argument about Boone, that he's got to go too. Hey, if they got rid of Boone, I'm not going to cry. But right now... American League, yeah, I, I think Toronto wins the the wild card game against the Yankees. National League, I, you got to go with the Dodgers, or the Giants. One of those two. They'll win the wild. They'll they'll uh, they'll win the wild card game, and then good luck because that A, that AL, excuse me, the NLDS. I mean, you're potentially talking Dodgers Giants in a five-game series, which would be a shame because you would love to see them play seven games. But the Giants, I mean, hey, look, again, they've got a bunch of, a mix of veterans with some younger guys that have been playing, uh, to me, over their heads. And obviously the manager of the year, Gabe Kapler, 100%. He's the, he's your manager of the year, bar none. No question about it. So I, I, you know, it's it's a big, big shock, but it's also nice because it's not the same nonsense. You know, everybody's all high in the Padres. Oh, they're gonna win 95 games, 100 games. They're, uh, they're, you know, they're the darling of the National League. Tatis is, you know, best thing since sliced bread. Well, they've disappointed, and if they don't make the playoffs this year, boy, that'll be a massive disappointment. And right now they got an uphill battle. They got a real uphill battle. St. Louis is playing good. Cincinnati's playing like like horrible right now, but hey, you know, they're going to get Winker back tomorrow. And you know, you got about a 15-16game schedule left to, to try to make up a little bit of ground. Totally possible. So with the playoffs upcoming, it'll be nice because right now, as a New York football giant fan, you don't have too much to look forward to. They lose tonight. You're 0-2, and you go into the game next week against Atlanta at home and praying that you could get a win because you look at the rest of that schedule, and they're all, They're not a whole lot of uh, easy games. You got the AL. Excuse me. You got the AFC West. Kansas City. Oh, what is the spread in that game going to be? 25? I think Kansas City plays here, in fact. Better hope for a monsoon or something crazy to happen. The Raiders, look what they did on Monday night against Baltimore. Coming back, winning in overtime. Giants aren't beating them either. Chargers. Herbert's going to throw for about 350, 375 against the Giants. No question about it. So where are they coming up with wins, the Giants? I have a hard time believing seven wins or even anything close to that. They're going to be a top five team in the NFL draft next year. Put it in the books. My only hope is the Bears are stupid enough to keep playing Andy Dalton long enough to whereas they're also a top five team in the NFL draft and the Giants get their pick so I'm just praying that they hold on to Dalton long enough let him sink to about week 11, week 12 and then before you know it, they're out of it they got nothing to play for and they end up as a bottom 5 team also so I'm hoping that ends up being the case so just to recap for tonight Washington's given 3.5 against the Giants. I am taking Washington 23-17. to 17. Giants will fall to 0-2. And, and going to be a long season for Big Blue. Black and blue at this point. That's what it's looking like. So I will be back on Sunday to give you my remaining picks for week number two. Recap a couple of uh, more days of Yankee and Met baseball and see what, uh, what else transpires in the, uh, the next few days. Hockey's going to be starting pretty soon as well, which is crazy to fathom, but it'll be here before you know it. And then NBA basketball, of course. So, see what the Yankees end up doing the remainder of tonight. Uh, 2-1 still, top of the 7th. And this is a game they better win against Baltimore. So, anyway, the Giants and, the, and Washington will be shortly. Enjoy the game tonight. I will talk to you on Sunday. And have a good night.